You're about to listen to the audio-only version of my hit series, Debunked. That's right, there is video, but it's only viewable on The Daily Wire. So if you enjoy this episode, head on over to dailywire.com slash subscribe and gain access to both seasons plus so much more. Use promo code DEBUNKED for 20% off. Here's the thing. Having life insurance through your job might not be enough. Most people need up to 10 times more coverage to properly provide for their families. Whether you're graduating from school, planning a wedding, welcoming a baby, or switching jobs, now is the time to protect your family's finances. And this is where Policy Genius comes in. Policy Genius is your one-stop shop to find the insurance you need at the right price. Head on over to policygenius.com to get started. In minutes, you can compare personalized quotes from top companies to find your best price. You could save 50% or more on life insurance comparing quotes with Policy Genius. The licensed agents of Policy Genius, they're on hand throughout the entire process to help you understand your options and make decisions with confidence. The Policy Genius team works for you, not the insurance companies. Policy Genius doesn't add on extra fees. They're not going to sell your information to third parties. They have thousands of five star reviews across Google and Trustpilot, and Policy Genius has options that offer coverage in as little as a week and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Since 2014, Policy Genius has helped over 30 million people shop for insurance. They've placed over $150 billion in coverage. Head on over to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes. See how much you could save today. The Nordic countries, Denmark, Norway, Sweden, you might think of Vikings. 250 years of conquest through Europe. You might think of the Middle Ages, battles, kingdoms, kings and queens, or maybe you think of design, simplicity, minimalism, that thing you bought from Ikea that is always missing just the part you need. But the left thinks of an economic ideal, an example of how socialism can shape society. When I talk about democratic socialism, I'm not looking at Venezuela, I'm not looking at Cuba, I'm looking at countries like Denmark and Sweden. First, let's define socialism, communal ownership of the means of production and distribution. It is important to differentiate between socialist programs and socialist economies. They are not the same thing. Socialist programs redistribute. Socialist economies abolish private property and nationalize industry in order to override the profit incentives that drive the market. For example, Nationalized healthcare is socialized medicine, but Canada is not a socialist economy. It is a privatized capitalist economy with socialist redistribution programs. That's an important distinction because it allows us to see what works and what doesn't work. Socialist programs are always inefficient because they involve taking money from those who are most efficient and giving it to those who are less efficient through governmental compulsion, through force. Now to Scandinavia. Well, Bernie Sanders says, Look at countries in Scandinavia. Everybody in those countries has health care as a human right. It is available to all people. All those countries are ardently pro-free trade and rely heavily on the free market. Some people in the U.S. associate the Nordic model with some sort of socialism. Denmark is uh, far from a socialist planned economy. Denmark is a market economy. Denmark is actually ranked above the United States in the Heritage Foundation Index of Economic Freedom. Even Norway is ranked only slightly behind the United States. Sweden is ranked essentially even with the United States. The idea that Scandinavia is fully socialist really started to propagate after the Swedish third wave was promoted in the 1970s with a very heavy welfare state. And then by the 1980s, it was already in remission because it had failed so dramatically in the 1970s. We did have a period in the 1970s and 1980s when we had something that resembled socialism, a big government that taxed and spent heavily. And that's the period in Swedish history when our economy was going south. Prosperity is generated by innovation, by free trade, by people exchanging goods and services. And then socialists come in and pretend that they're the ones who created the prosperity by redistributing all the goods. 
most of the things socialists love about the Scandinavian countries developed well in advance of their move to the far left. Scandinavia does have high life expectancy and good health outcomes in areas like infant mortality. But this predates the socialist programs. In 1960, Norway had the highest life expectancy in the OECD, followed by Sweden, Iceland, and Denmark in third, fourth, and fifth positions. By 2005, the gap in life expectancy between Scandinavian countries and both the UK and the US had shrunk considerably. Iceland, with a moderately sized welfare sector, has over time outpaced the four major Scandinavian countries in terms of life expectancy and infant mortality. The same is true with regard to income inequality. Scandinavia's more equal societies also developed well before the welfare states expanded. Income inequality reduced dramatically during the last three decades of the 19th century and during the first half of the 20th century. Indeed, most of the shift towards greater equality happened before the introduction of a large public sector and high taxes. Between 1870 and 1936, Sweden enjoyed the highest growth rate in the industrialized world. However, between 1936 and 2008, the growth rate was only 13th out of 28 industrialized nations. Between 1975 and the mid-1990s, Sweden dropped from being the fourth richest nation in the world to the 13th richest nation in the world. It's worse than that. In 1960, for every 100 Swedes working in private industry, 38 worked for the government or were on welfare. By 1990, that number was 51. From 1970 to 1984, the government was the largest job creator in the country. In response, Sweden cut back its taxation scheme. For example, the estate tax, 65% in the 1970s, was abolished in 2004. Sweden also killed its wealth tax. Denmark has a top tax bracket of 55.9%, which kicks in at 1.3 times the average income. That would be around $65,000 in the United States. Denmark has a 22% corporate tax rate. Denmark also has a national sales tax of 25%. Between 2007 and 2015, Denmark experienced a 5.5% decline in real GDP. That led to the election of a center-right coalition in Denmark. Norway, the left's current favorite country, if moved on from Denmark and Sweden, is propped up by massive oil assets that support its social welfare schemes. But even their national oil company runs along private lines, with profit margin as the driving factor in decision-making and the government acting like any other shareholder. As of 2018, in Sweden, Denmark, Finland, and Norway, the top 10% of wealth owners hold between 65 and 69% of all wealth in their countries. Just 55% of Swedes agree that you should never claim government benefits to which you are not entitled. By the mid-1990s, one-fifth of Sweden's working-age population was relying on sick leave, unemployment, and early retirement. Furthermore, immigrants do far better in the United States than in Scandinavia. Swedish economist Benny Carlson reports, for example, that Somali employment in Minnesota is twice as high as in Sweden, and self-employment is eight times as high. Migrants make up 26% of Sweden's prison population and half the criminals in prison for serious offenses. Fully six in 10 men convicted of rape and attempted rape in Sweden from 2013 to 2018 were immigrants. One of the elements that the Nordic countries have always had is high levels of social solidarity. Those levels are far more predictive of income equality than any level of socialist redistributionism. The Scandinavian dream, as David Harsanyi writes, is actually the American dream. Between 1820 and 1920, more than one quarter of Norway's entire population came to the United States. Their economic rise was far faster and greater than that of those who stayed in Norway. A Swedish family that immigrated from Sweden in 1890 did better in the United States than the Swedish family that stayed in Sweden in 1890. America's system of free market economics, private property, opportunity, all of that allowed for significantly more upward trajectory for immigrants than people who stayed in their home countries. 
And this is true not just for Swedish Americans or Norwegian Americans, it's true for pretty much every population. If you leave home and come to the United States, there's a much better shot that you will do better in the United States than you would have at home. There is no future in Scandinavia. They're not reproducing, they're not producing new products, they're not producing new companies, they're not producing innovation. Scandinavia is not a socialist paradise because there is no such thing as a socialist paradise. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Debunked. If you become a member today, you can stay up to speed on new episodes, view the entire first season available right now. Plus, you can see all this stuff. And let me tell you, the video is way better than just the audio. Go to dailywire.com slash subscribe. Use promo code Debunked for 20% off.